Welcome to the game. This is game. They should have never gave you platform. We back again. We back again. We back again. We back again. The gag, 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 gab. What's good with y'all out there? This is another episode of The Gap. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic X. Since I got the best audience out there, and oh yeah, y'all are the best. That engagement is going up. The numbers are going up. Oh my goodness, y'all are doing the damn thing. Now, some comments. F you dirty motherfuckers, okay? All right? Y'all talking shit. Some of y'all don't even read. Y'all just start commenting. I got to get out my opinion. But some of y'all, y'all saying some of the most beautiful, nicest things to me, you feel me? I appreciate y'all, you feel me? Thank you. But look it. I mean, y'all should have been doing this this whole time I've been telling y'all, like, how great y'all are, how some of y'all suck ass. You feel Jesus me? Been giving yourself a round of applause, you feel me? If they watching, at least they learning. And I appreciate all y'all. From the ugly to the beautiful and to the in-betweeners. God damn. It is a ton of in-betweeners out there, y'all. Jesus Christ. Anyway, for my tubers, though, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub, sub a share, share a comment, comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Some of y'all are out there, you feel me? Hey, for my goddamn potters, though, I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. And I'm on, uh, I'm about to say also radio. iHeartRadio. <laughs> Across all those platforms that I mentioned, all you got to do to find me is type in The Gap or Kamal Johnson ENT, and bam, I pop right up. Also, for my potters, hit your boy with a review. Let's get the pod numbers up, you feel me? Let's get them up. The tube numbers is doing great. Oh, my goodness. The pod, we got to get it up a little bit, okay? Pause that. Uh, also, for my Reddit family, I appreciate you, but I'm ignoring your comments. Also, for the tubers, hit that notification bell so you know when I drop these fire-ass videos, you feel me? Also, for my social media family, I appreciate y'all. If y'all want to find me, it's Kamal Johnson ENT on Twitter, TikTok, IG, all that good good social media shit, okay? All right. Oh, and last but not least, and I'm rocking the gear. You see how I'm rocking it with the nice little shirt, you feel me? I appreciate my damn sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. And soon enough, I don't know by the time this video, but you're going to start seeing the garments under the video itself so you can have a visual goddamn uh, uh, illustration of the damn shirts. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Woo! But anyway, the link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments. It's going to boost your sex appeal up by, let's say, 21%. And look here. If it look good on me, it's going to look good on your in-between ass. 
And uh, enough with the intro. This was a pretty long intro. My bad, y'all. You feel me? But we're going to hop right into the goddamn topics. And uh, today's topic, we got to talk about... Man, I was in disbelief. Jaw hit the floor when I found out this white cocksucker supremacist raised this much money from his bill. Oh, yeah. And the topic is, you know, these white supremacists bail out they heroes. And yes, I put quotation in heroes because to them, they heroes. To us, they ain't nothing but some hoe-ass, bitch-ass motherfuckers. Jesus Christ. And when I mean us, I mean foundational black Americans. These mother effers ain't shit. They ain't no heroes. You feel me? They They the type of heroes off the, uh, the one show off of Amazon Prime that I can't think of. Um, what the hell? The the superhero show. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If you know, put it in the comments below. Alright? But, uh, yeah, we gotta talk about it. Because, like I said earlier, I was in disbelief. Jaw dropped to the goddamn floor when I found out how much Daniel Penny freaking fundraised for his legal shit. I'm letting y'all see this right now. And yeah, some of y'all reading like, what the f- What? What in the flying F? This is bullshit. Yes, you reading it right. It says he raised $2 million. Jesus Christ. Damn. Wow. Oh my God, bruh. Fart on that. That's freaking poo, $2 million. That's why us, as foundational black Americans, we gotta fund ourselves like the way these white supremacists bail out they weak-ass heroes. Yes, every time I say heroes in this segment, I'm gonna put quotation marks, okay? Two million buckaroos. God damn! You know another motherfucker, these white neo-Nazi cocksuckers uh, uh, ended up raising money for their bail and legal fees? Christopher Cantwell. Alright? I think he got prosecuted by now. I, I'm, I'm unsure. But I know he raised some money. He had a fund, fund uh, raiser. You feel me? Crowdfunded to help with his legal fees. When he did out there in Charlottesville. You feel me? I think it was like 2017 or something like that. You feel me? They be really belling out. They damn heroes. It's freaking crazy. Bro. I, I'm like, you want to know another one of these honky tonks? Gorge. Yeah, boy, this honky tonk was a, oh my God, man. I can't believe they're going to try and rent me. Oh God. Cow crying house. I mean, written house. Yeah. You want to know how much money he raised? 200K. I feel like the number keeps increasing. Because Christopher Cantwell came before Cal Rittenhouse and Cal Rittenhouse became before Daniel Penny. Yeah. God damn. 
the the pack of woods, man. These and they they put their money where their mouth is, though, for sure. Who are they feel is a hero behind theirs? They be putting their money behind it. God damn. It's sickening. But the thing, you know what? We could take a page out they goddamn playbook. It's okay. We need to be proud of the money that we put behind our foundation of black Americans. You feel me? Put money behind us. I'm I've been, I've been doing it. But I want to do it even more. The more dough I get, the more I'm gonna be campaigning like politicians like Marcel Dixon. You feel me? Shout out to you, Berber. I could put it behind more black businesses and stuff like that. All black! Black American! Foundational black American to be exact. You feel me? Yeah. Just how I like these white supremacists. They put their money to bail out. They goddamn heroes. Shit, we got to do this for our activists, you feel me? You know what I mean? And they get jammed up for nothing. These motherfuckers killed people. Merc people. You feel me? God damn. They are quick to give them money. And the money going up. You heard me mention it. Two million dollars. Daniel Penny. Only Penny that I want to hear to raise goddamn money for themselves is Penny Hardaway. That's the only one. Okay? Did y'all hear my stomach? My stomach is disgruntled by the goddamn money amount that Daniel Penny, Penny got. Gorge. Two million? Goddamn. The white honky miss. What? They be out here. They like, oh, this, this our hero right here. We got to put the money behind him. How about two million? Mm. And some of y'all think white supremacy don't even exist. What? Some of y'all think racism is lessening. What? No, man. No. F all that. F, F all that. Give us our reparations. Y'all want to talk about, oh, man, we, gonna, we ain't got no money to pay, y'all. We ain't got no money to pay no foundation black Americans. They're going to come out our tax dollars. going to talk about our dollars. Oh, we ain't got it. Then it. Explain to me how Daniel Penny got $2 million in a couple days. In a couple days. That was the doozy. I know, stomach. That's the doozy. In a couple days. I couldn't believe it. It's like two or three days. It's a weekend. Hell took the woman, the, the ring lady, seven days before she could do any action. 
took them two or three days, raised $2 million. Golly. Man. How come it took us so long when I was in middle school? You know what I mean? And we sold product. I can't, we selling candy and shit. We trying to raise money just to buy jerseys. Take this white supremacist killer, murderer. Couple days to get $2 million. Damn. Almost threw up from the sickening of talking about this shit. Y'all hear me? Oh. God damn. Sick out here, y'all. It's wild. But the reason why I'm bringing you this story is because, one, white supremacy is not dead, y'all. And we got to see the ways that they in the work and how they move. Two, we're going to take a page out they book. We're going to fund our black people. And our activists, that's for us as foundational black Americans, and our black businesses, the way they fund they white-ass supremacist heroes. And I just thought of the damn show I was talking about earlier. The Boys! You don't need to put it in the comments below. I figured it out. The Boys, yeah. The, the way they pay their heroes, man. Pay our foundational black Americans. Us. That's the way we got to do it. Got to put our money like they put their money behind this bullshit. Mm. Shit, wow. Bro's on the pace to raise probably like $4 million. $4 million. He became a millionaire. A millionaire. Off of Merkin, Jordanelli. Do you see the crazy hypocrisy? Jordanelli was a black homeless man. And some of y'all like, they killed him because he's homeless. No, you ignoranus. Killed him because he's black. But anyway, he was a black homeless man. This man murked him, Daniel Penny, and now he's about to be a white millionaire. Just ponder on that. I'm sitting back right now. I'm pondering like, God damn. Man, my sources, man, life, history, social media, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, pick your publication, PBS, whatever you want to want to say as a source. All of it. It's all showing in our face, bruh and brats. Feel me? All right, enough of this topic, you feel me? Y'all know what segment we about to get into. Ooh-wee. We about to get into the SAF segment. And today I'm going to talk about this movie right here. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh, somehow I remember the whole plot of the movie, but for some weird reason I had a hard time figuring out the title of the movie and the name of the movie. I still had a hard time. Hell, hell it's in front of my face, and I'm still reading like, 
Is that the right movie? <laughs> it's called Escaping the Madhouse. The Nellie Bly story on Hulu. So, you know, it's one of these Hulu movies, right? You know, me and my lady, we be, we be watching, like, Hulu scary movies. We watch all scary movies from Hulu, Netflix, HBO. It don't matter. But I'll be, I'll be watching, like, we be watching the Hulu movies, and they be, it's like, some of them have potential, but they be straight doo-doo water when it comes to certain aspects. Like, either the acting is terrible, or the storyline is straight ass, or, like, the lighting, how they trying to use for horror and thrill is just terrible, right? So, like, you know, actually, I ain't gonna blame Hulu. This was a Lifetime story. And let me tell you, one, they get you on, it's like, it's inspired by a true story. You feel me? If you don't pay attention, you're going to be like, oh, this is based off a true story. No, inspired, which means they could have saw something that was a true story. And it's like, mm, okay, we're just going to take one element out that story and, you know, make it a movie. Because it's inspired. It's not based. You almost got me. Another thing with the Lifetime horror films. First of all, I don't really ever see uh, thrillers or, like, horror genres with Lifetime. So I was like, okay, you know. And the storyline was actually pretty freaking good. But I hated the tone they were trying to set. Oh my God, bro. It was the same type of tone. The lighting was too bright. It wasn't dark elements. It was like, if you watch the Lifetime movie, it was one of those type of movies. Like the way it was shot and everything. Like, you know, Hallmark time. It was like a Hallmark horror film. How do you do that? What? How? Is he about to... Is, is they about to murder? Or are they about to... Yes. Because you know Lifetime is all about the romance and stuff like that. I'm like, bruh. And I'm going to get into the plot. They try to throw some stuff in there and then they threw it through a curveball, you feel me? But... Let me get to the, the stats, you feel me? Because, you know, I'm a stats teacher. And uh, let me also get to the cash, you feel me? Because, like, the acting was good, too. Only, like I said, the only thing that really had me, like, really, was, like, they made it, it was very goofy-like. It, it They didn't make it, like, a thriller tone. It was, like, lights are too bright. It was too goddamn corny with certain things. It's like, you know what I mean? But let me give you the stats, though, you feel me? IMDb gave it a 6.4. And Ron Tomatoes gave it a 55%. But the people gave it a 90%. Man, what the f***? People! What? What are you thinking? I agree with IMDb and Ron Tomatoes. So frick them. Like, people, what, what are y'all thinking? What was y'all watching? It's most definitely like, I gave it like a 6. You feel me? Man, the people were thrilled. Shit, let me shut the F up then. Like, y'all know what y'all got the people behind y'all. Y'all the people's movie. Giggity. See what I did there? Because people's chant. No? Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> Let me give you the actors. All right. So, uh, Judith Light, she played... Maltrin Grady, and Maltrin Grady is the person that runs the insane asylum, essentially. And then uh, Josh Bowman played Dr. Joshua, and you know, give his name, Dr. Joshua. 
And him and Dr. Joshua, they were they were kind of buttheads here and there, you feel me? You know, but I'ma give you let me just wait, because I don't spoil it until throughout the plot. Oh, and y'all should always know all my movie reviews and show reviews are spoilers. I don't need to tell y'all that shit. Use y'all brain. Uh and then uh Christina Wait a f minute! What? Uh, hold on. She played Nilly Bly? Christina Ritchie? Holy Harriet. Christina Ritchie played Nilly Bly, and I didn't even know that was Christina Ritchie. Christina Ritchie is like in Yellow Jacket. She played Wednesday back in the day in The Addams Family. Like, I know who Christina Ritchie is. I didn't know that was her playing this movie. See, I told y'all the acting was good. That's what I'm saying. The acting was good. Shit was solid. Okay. Then also another character that was important. Two more characters that was kind of in importance was uh, Nick, played by Nikki Duvall, was Nurse Fenton. And then played by Mark Heldriff was Bats. And Nurse Fenton, I mean, she's a nurse at the damn insane asylum. And Bats was actually, was the, the, um, I think they were engaged, like, but he he wasn't the husband. I think it was the boyfriend of Neela Bly, you know. I, I, I'll give y'all the plot so then y'all can see what these characters... Oh, another important character now that I think about it was uh, Lottie, played by Angie Savizic, and she comes from, like... Actually, I don't even know if she comes from a, <laughs> a family. See how good she played the role? Because she was... Ended up being insane. She ended up being a crazy person. Like delusional, deranged. But I really thought she came from like some wealthy family, but I think she didn't. And then she's yeah. Anyway, plot plot of the movie. Uh Neely Bly is essentially she's a writer, right? And what she does is she, like she's a reporter. And they hear about this insane asylum, which is a name. It actually has a name of the insane asylum. Let me give you the real name. Neil's beginning after Neil underground treatment, leaving with no. 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 What's the name of the insane asylum? What? It's at the Women's Lunatic Asylum. But I don't know the damn name of the asylum. If y'all know it, put it in the comments below. But essentially. She, they they hear about this story and bats in her they like they go together but they also work together so what she did was she didn't tell bats that she was gonna go into this insane asylum to get the uh to uh, get the story to live the situation firsthand herself and get the voices of the voices of the unheard of the women in the insane asylum so but what she did she wrote a letter and mailed it to bro and was like, yo, if you don't see me in these amount of days, I'm I'm probably here. So you feel me? So essentially, she went in, she went into the same asylum to uh and she diagnosed herself as mentally disturbed. And the first character she met is Marshall Grady. It a Marshall Grady might be mentally disturbed too. Hell, everybody in this movie could be mentally disturbed. You could have really called this movie mentally disturbed. I'm going insane. Me, meaning you, the person, you're gonna start going insane. You like who the who is who? Is anybody sane in this damn movie? 
The only two sane people was Nilly Bly, and for a minute, you thought she was insane. You were like, nah, bro, I don't, I don't know. She might be crazy, too. And that. And his name is insane. Who the hell named himself Bats? I ain't never met anybody named Bats. Like, ever. <laughs> Even Batman don't call himself Bats. Anyway, so she get in there, and like, you know, now is like kind of her fling, somewhat love interest. Not really because... Dr. Joshua, all right, he comes into play, right? And you think he a good guy, but you always had a hint like, mm, nah, this nigga up to no good, man. He's up to no good. Uh-uh, nah, something wrong with bruh. So, like, you know, he button heads with Martin Grady and stuff like that. And Neely Bly is like, okay, I'm going to play off the emotions. Doctor would not even play off the emotion because he was perceiving himself as a good person, really trying to help out. Not only Neely Bly, but the women in the insane asylum. And like one of the women that gets right in there was Lottie. And Lottie, at first you thought like, okay, maybe she is rich. Then she said, she said something that I was, I was like, um, I don't know. She might be a little insane. It turns out she was batshit crazy. Because this family she was talking about, she ain't even part of that family. So it was like, yo, she is loony. And she did something that was off. Okay. Well, anyway, Nurse Fenton comes in. And Nurse Fenton, actually, I give her the benefit of the doubt. You know, she was just put in such the craziest situation of working at this insane asylum. But she was the same person to actually know. Because she did, she did uh, make Neely Bly go to some this place where she said her brother had a boat and Come to find out that her brother, hell, did she even have a brother? Because nobody came with a boat. And it got Neely Bly caught up. Like, that's what I'm saying, bro. This movie was just nothing but the, the, the mentally disturbed. God damn. That's why I wish Lifetime would have made this tone more darker. Because, like, the storyline is so good. Like, you don't know who is who. But they literally made it like a hallmark. Like, and... The whole romance, well, I say half romance, was because Dr. Joshua and Neely Bly, like, Dr. Joshua was messing with her at first and was like, yeah. And then, like, certain signs start showing up. Then you find out, bruh been to other insane asylums and did this to other women. He, like, he, 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 uh, what you call it? He started getting all abusive. Then he assault the women. Then they fire his ass. And he go to another insane asylum. I'm like, bro. This just like in the medical field. Not the whole abusing or nothing like that. But these niggas don't communicate with each other. How does he keep getting goddamn jobs at insane asylums? Y'all got somebody on the phone. Like, hey, bro. Hey, Dr. Joshua, bro. You know what? Y'all shouldn't hire him, bro. Like, Y'all don't have, like, meetings with other insane asylums? Or, uh, like, in a medical field, other offices and doctor offices? Y'all don't have, like, something where y'all be like, yo, this, this motherfucker ain't about shit? Like, no, they didn't? Okay. I mean, it's inspired by a true story. I mean, I gotta ask. This is true. I mean, I... Anyway, 
he started doing that shit. And like Dr. Joshua essentially is in love with Neela Bly, you know what I mean? And he's just using his power to, you know, do a white man with power do, most of them. You know what I mean? Abuse it. He abusing his power. Literally. So what he doing? And then one of the things to show, like, Bats came in and talked to Dr. Joshua, and then Dr. Joshua was like, nah, Neely Blight ain't even here, yo. And, like, bruh, like, Bats was about to leave, and Neely Blight was like, oh, hell no. You ain't shit, Dr. Joshua. And then she bamped out, caught up with Bats, you feel me? And, like, you know, bro, that was her escape ticket. But while shit was going on, it was like, there's one scene where it's this chair, and Dr. Joshua brought the chair in the room and had all the insane women sitting in there because it made them feel like they're back at home. And Marshall Grady came and was like, what the hell you doing? Don't you know this is going to cause a frenzy? Which it did. It caused a frenzy. You feel me? And there's there's one part where uh the Lottie chick, she set herself on fire. And the person in the car out there that honked the horn was like, God damn, I can't believe it. Set herself on fire. Like, literal fire. A flame. Ring. And it was and it was Dr. Joshua's fault. Marshall Grady knew, like, because they, you know, they were doing, like, you know, basically torture treatment. You know what I mean? They had this one contraption where they basically waterboard, but putting, her, putting them down and drowning them and shit like that. Then they had this um this other this other contraption. I think it was some shock therapy or something. But I know uh Dr. Joshua would I think Neely Bly suggested it, but Dr. Joshua also suggested to Martin Grady to that they uh instead of doing this one treatment, you should just with kerosene or something. And Martin Grady was like, okay. She knew the shit was flammable. She like left a lighter somewhere. And was like, mm-hmm. And Lottie, what Lottie do? Douse herself in the shit. Or no, no, no. They was already dousing it. She picked up the lighter, set herself to blaze. And I know y'all like, damn, that is insane. That's that's not the most insane part of this movie. And everything I've been telling y'all about has been insane in the membrane type shit. Everything's been just out of order. Yeah. Even my review, it seems very out of order. It seems very deranged. I'm just like all over the damn place. I know, because this movie was like that. But you want to know what the craziest thing was after uh, Neely Bly uh, linked up back with, back with Bats, got out the insane asylum and wrote the book and everything like that, and gave these women a voice of the torture that they was going through? That wasn't even the most insane part. The most insane part was at the very end. When they said this all happened in seven days. What? I'm literally, me and my lady, lady, we're looking at this movie and literally thinking the same thing. Like, seven days? How? I thought this happened in a span of like two years. Seven days? Are you serious? I was baffled. I was like, wow. These people were 
insane. It was crazy. It's crazy the flip of Lottie how fast she went in seven days. Neely Bly was starting to go a little, hold up, just going crazy. Just, bruh, seven days? That was the plot twist at the very freaking end. I was like, wow, that is, wow. Mm. Yeah, that was the major plot twist. It made me think of the movie all differently. Now I was like, wait a minute. Now that's crazy. Now that is insane. But yeah, like I said, this movie, very good. Really good elements. I know this Hulu or whatever Hulu put on their streaming platform when it comes to movies and stuff. Like, it, uh, it's like, they have great elements within the movie. Like this one. Great acting. You feel me? Storyline was pretty solid. You know? Inspired by a, a true story. So some of this, there was some true elements. You feel me? And it was like the little plot twist at the end with the seven days. And like, you know, the whole plot twist of Dr. Joshua. That was really good. But y'all effed it up with the tone, the lighting. Y'all made it too cheery and corny and stuff like that. Y'all should have made it dark. I don't know what I'm talking about you watching a movie. Make it dark. Twist it. Y'all messed it up. It made this movie a freaking six. This, this shit should have been like a nine. Hmm. It's because it was on, on, on Lifetime. You feel me? But we just gonna say Hulu because we watched it on Hulu. And it was on the Hulu platform. But Lifetime be having... I, I didn't know Lifetime did horror movies, first of all. But second of all, Lifetime have that stylistic of movies. Like, no matter what genre, you feel me? Drama, goddamn romance, comedy. It's always stylistically, like, very bright, very lighthearted. You know, it was that. And that's how this tone of the movie was, and it messed it up. You feel me? But, uh, like I say... I don't deter you or encourage you to watch these movies. I just give my spiel about it. And look, you go from there. Either you watch it or you don't. Once again, this is Escaping the Madhouse, the Neely Bly story. On Hulu. Mm. Mm -mm. Seven days, man. God damn, that is wow. Anyway, y'all know what time it is, right? It is meantime, and uh, today I got some, I got some zany memes for y'all. You feel me? So you know, what I mean, you know, talk about some white supremacy, and then I talk about the movie it has some insane people in it. So I got some memes like it, and look it, I got bruh. What are you thinking? You know, you no know, black do anything like this. Yeah, and it says, so white supremacists think they are the oppressed. Hmm. And never been chained to the job without pay. You feel me? Golly. Reparations, motherfuckers. For FBAs. Us. Foundational Black Americans. See how I'm tying it in? Yeah. Y'all ain't never been chained no job. Some of y'all trying to act like slavery didn't exist. Are y'all like, oh, such a long time ago. What? 
And now y'all act. Oh man, we so oppressed, bro. Oh my god, dog. Oh my god, we so oppressed as white people. Oh god. Would you stop the bullshit? The bull malarkey. Golly. Oh my god, bro. Alright. So it got it got a black dude, right? And he got the mask on the back of his head. Like first why it's germs it I don't know. It's not covering his mouth, he got it on the back of his head. And it reads Me trying to protect my mental health. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Trying to protect his mental health, man. Oh my goodness, bro. Alright, man. Look it. Got another meme. And you got Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Remember he calling his he all bloody from murking the people? And he says, Why supremacy? Aren't they the ones with the small dicks? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, and I hope they die in burning hell. <laughs> I don't know why in every movie Samuel Jackson got to yell like that, but I appreciate it. Yes. Yes. And I, uh, I approve this message from Samuel Jackson. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all had a good time? Or a horrible time, because, you know, some, some people that watch me out there, I know y'all some white supremacists, and y'all about to be having y'all panties in a bunch. Y'all gonna be like, oh, my God. Y'all gonna be typing away. How dare you talk about white supremacy ways, man. Our dicks ain't that small. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, the rest of y'all, y'all had a good time? All right, for sure. A, hold on, man. Hold on. <laughs> All right, y'all. Come to the end of the show. You feel me? This is another episode of The Gap. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld. AKA Magic X. Hey, Amen. I appreciate the hell out of all of y'all. You feel me? Y'all doing the damn thing. Unless you're a racist or a cocksucker peck of wood, then I don't appreciate you at all. The rest of y'all, hey, bet I appreciate. Oh, if you a coon too, mm, I don't appreciate your ass. Anyway, since I got the best audience out there, what should the best audience be doing right now? You goddamn right, giving yourself a round of applause. Yeah! If they watching, at least they learning. And I appreciate all y'all, from the ugly to the beautiful and to the in-betweeners. And oh my God, bruh, there is a gargantuan amount of in-betweeners out there. Jesus Christ. Hmm. But for my tubers, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub.
Sub a share. Kickity. Share a comment. Comment a like. Y'all know what to do. I mean, some of y'all smart out there, you feel me? For my potters, I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. And I'm on iHeartRadio. Across all those platforms. All you got to do is type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson ENT. And bam, I'll pop right up. You feel me? Also, I appreciate my Reddit family, my real family, my social media family. But for my Redditeers, I'm ignoring your comments. If you want to be heard, go over to the tube. For my tubers, I'm only reading a couple lines of your long-ass comments, okay? Also, hit that notification bell so you know when I drop these fire-ass lives or new segments or videos. You feel me? Also this, though. You know what I mean? I got to tell y'all this. You feel me? I do appreciate y'all. That engagement is going up and the numbers are going up. Y'all are doing the damn thing, okay? I want to give y'all another goddamn round of applause. Okay? You know what else I appreciate? And I'm rocking the gear. You see it? My sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee a Busho sex appeal up by, say, uh, 31%. And look here. If it look good on me, it's going to look good on your in-between ass, okay? That being said, y'all the greatest. I appreciate y'all. And f*** Daniel Penny, Kyle Rittenhouse, Christopher can't do shit well, white supremacists, bitch-ass honkies. That being said, I'm out, y'all. Peace. Man. That shit insane. Bro on pace to raise $4 million. $4 million, bruh. God damn. These white supremacists, honkies. This was good. This was good. Ooh, yeah.